This is Between You and Me, a podcast of the KAXE Morning Show. I'm Chelsea Perkins, News Director of KAXE, and I'm here chatting with Heidi Holton, the Director of Content and Public Affairs, right? Yeah, and I host the morning (laughs) show. You know me in the mornings, and we bring you some of the conversations that stand out to us. We're glad that you are listening to our podcast. We've got some really cool ones. We Here's a little hint. You should download the What We're Reading podcast. Yes, you should. Tammy does such a great job with that podcast. Tammy Brabowski, she is really, really good at interviewing these authors. And man, does she have a lot of good interviews coming up. She really does. She's our staff librarian. She is actually a librarian, and uh, she puts together what we're reading. Usually you hear it on Monday mornings, and there's a lot of interviews on our website, but if you sign up for the podcast, you'll get them all. Right, and make sure you go to the website too, though, because she's got you know pictures of the authors there, so you can picture them in your head, and she turns a lot of the conversation into a little story for the website as well, so you know you get the full experience. That's right. So... Up next, we're going to talk about something that we talk about a lot on the air, and that's nature and the importance of nature and noticing things. Tuesday mornings with phonology with John Latimer and our student phonology reports. I always feel like over time, I was was not much of a nature person, right? But over time, what it has taught me, not just about nature, but to pay attention. It's like a bigger thing than just, you know, when the frogs unfreeze every year and start croaking and you know making all their noises it's really about just like pay attention to what's happening yeah I you know I've talked about this before on previous podcasts when we've um, talked about phonology and nature but that was sort of a new concept to me as far as like actually tracking things in that way it's it's something that I've kind of always been attracted to like data and mm-hmm. all of that but I have been so closely monitoring my yard in fact it's itching in my brain right now that I forgot to check the apple blossoms oh, to see whether they had see. I know <laughs> because this week depending on when we get this posted it's probably going to be past this time but right. I'm we have all these blossoms our pear tree in our backyard is in full glorious beautiful Mm. bloom we have our crab apple tree that's popping right now our apple trees are about to pop and I also then noticed and thanks to John Latimer and his glorious little um, programming this week I learned that the trees in our woods that have flowers on them right now are plum trees ah and we have a few of them Nice. We also just noticed some new things, too. I and mean, we've been on our property for a long time. I We were talking about someone gave us a gift card to get some trees. And we have a whole bunch. We, we, we are actually calling it an orchard. And we make cider. And we do stuff like that. But um, So with this new gift card, um, it's in honor of my mom. And, and Tom was asking me, well, what do you want to get? And I'm like, I want lilacs. We don't have lilacs. And then... He was just walking around doing some stuff. He goes, actually, we do white lilacs. Because he's like, well, where are we going to put them? we got to find the right spot to put them and stuff. And so it's like there's all these things that we've never noticed, you know, and are trying to pay a little bit more attention to. Right. And I mean, I grew up here as you did. And obviously, you're always a little more connected to nature when you Mm -hmm. grow up in rural places. But boy, am I jealous of what these kids might have the opportunity to do if this legislation gets passed. 
Yeah, we've had a connection for a while now with the Long Lake Conservation Center in Palisade. They send in student reports. And, you know, if you listen to phenology, you notice that it's kids like from the Twin Cities that go up to nature camp. And, you know, we get different things. Just this week, we had two from there that were students from, I think, Little Falls. And, you know, they get to come up to nature camp. And I never really thought about, like, how that happens or, you know, what what that is. And it turns out that they are working on, there are five of these certified outdoor nature school places. Uh, Long Lake is one of them, Deep Portage in Hackensack, another place in our listening area. And then right outside our listening area in Finland, Minnesota, there's the Wolf Ridge. And then there's a couple, two other ones that I think are in the, in Lanesboro, there's one. And there's also one in, I'm trying to remember where else, but, oh, Sandstone has one too. So they are banding together at this in this legislative session to get, get into the supplemental budget. This is kind of like what's happened in the legislature this year, that if a family makes $80,000 or is that the right amount or less free tuition? Oh, sure. At colleges, right? Yep. So they're trying. And also they passed this session free lunch for all kids. Mm-hmm. They're looking at things a little bit differently. And so here they are, Dave McMillan from the Long Lake Conservation Center. They want to make this free for all kids, eight, grades four through eight, that they get to go to nature camp. Yeah. And, you know, some of the information that Dave provided to us ahead of time, you know, it shows that only 30% of Minnesota students have access to outdoor school. And boy, that seems low considering how much of a focus in our state is on nature and our connection to the natural world and water and forests. I feel like, you know, 30% that's not that's that's a failing grade (laughs) yeah absolutely i can't imagine if i had gotten to do this i mean i do remember i went to niswa elementary and we did get to go like on a day trip to deep portage but we didn't do like we also did the day trip yes (laughs) it was and so it's like yeah it was fun i kind of remember it but it wouldn't i mean can you imagine how much it would have been burned in our brain if we were like the kids at long lake conservation center who get to see dill prickles their porcupine oh just the best name of all time. <laughs> we have. A, I'm. I'm holding in front of Chelsea. They have a postcard with Dill Prickles on there. He's the porcupine that makes its home in the heart of Long Lake, thrilling visitors and posing for pictures in the trees on campus. And I never have to wonder where what Dill Prickles is up to because every week the kids at Long Lake make sure that they're they let fill us in if they saw Dill or not. <laughs> That's right. So Dave is the manager at Long Lake Conservation Center in Palisade, but he's also the kind of the guy behind this champion. He's championing this outdoor school for all Minnesotans, a coalition of the state's five accredited overnight outdoor schools and getting that into the budget for 2024. I was thinking about like, how are we going to manage this with phenology? This many kids go into nature camps, right? <laughs> That's okay. We'll it's, figure it out. There's going to be a whole two-hour block yes. of just phonology reports from all the students and across the state, right? That's right. So we got to put that on our list. We got to connect with the other ones too, so we can start getting all that information together. But we're so excited. It's really just lines up with the mission of what we do here at KEXE. So it's not a hard thing to have a conversation with someone like Dave. Well, the other piece about this that is interesting to me as well is that 
people who live in the metro area and, and particularly children of color, they don't have the same kind of access to natural environments as those of us who call this part of the state home. So it's an equity issue as well in ensuring that these kids have the same opportunities, part of Dave's mission for sure. Let's take a listen to our conversation from the morning show with Dave McMillan from the Long Lake Conservation Center in Palisade. Another issue that we are watching closely at the legislature is the Outdoor School for All Minnesota Bill. It's a statewide grant program to support immersive, multi-day accredited overnight outdoor education program experiences. Here to tell us more is Dave McMillan. He's manager at Long Lake Conservation Center in Palisade, one of our student phenology partners. Dave, thanks for being back with us. Thank you, Heidi. Very good. Uh, Very happy to be with you this morning. Well, it is an exciting time hearing about the possibility of this outdoor school for all. Can you kind of tell us a little more of, of where this comes from and what, what your hopes are? Well, it, it started, there's a nationwide movement underway. It started uh, a, a few years back that uh, people are recognizing the need for kids to really find a connection with nature. They, it's, it's kind of elemental in, in uh, human experience and something that kids, kids these days, man, I sound like an old guy, <laughs> but kids these days are, are missing out. There's, there is a study that was uh, conducted recently that uh, sadly that uh, the average uh, American uh, middle schooler spends about eight hours a day of screen time and less than 10 minutes a day with outdoor activity. And, uh, and we just don't think that that we want to, we want to reverse that. We want to, we want to, you know, we want to help these kids. There's so much, as you know, so many kids fighting with anxiety, depression, mental health issues. And, uh, there are plenty of studies out there that suggest that kids that get a chance to be outside, experience nature, connect with it in a meaningful way, have lower rates of of, uh, of mental illness, and on top of that, they just do better in school. Uh, and and so, uh, with we, you know, the the other outdoor schools, accredited outdoor schools in the state, got together and they said, "Now's the time. Uh, it, it it's just the right thing to do for kids, and now's the time to do it. We have to address this issue head on and and and, uh, and get kids outside." Uh, canoeing, hiking, exploring the woods, birding, uh, being phenologists—all uh, of those, all of those things—I've uh, said it hundreds of times. Uh, and you just played the song "Otters." I challenge anybody to sit and watch otters frolic and be in a bad mood, or be, uh, or, or feel down. Uh, it, it is, uh, you know, nature is is a great is a great cure for for many things, and and. Uh, yeah, and we're we're very excited to be a part of of championing this championing this cause uh, to get as many kids as possible the opportunity to uh, to experience nature nature in a meaningful way. We are always so glad to broadcast the 
audio that you guys produce each week. You have video, too, that you can see on on your um, social media and website. Of the campers that come there, I love it when they're looking for dill prickles, your porcupine. Yeah, it uh, Dill Prickles is a is a, a celebrity. I you know we used to he was around so much. We say with well time for Dill to report for work. You, you know he's a wild animal, wild porcupine. But Dill would show up at around ten o'clock, climb into his favorite tree, then go wander off and come back around three o'clock for an afternoon snack. And hundreds and hundreds of kids got uh, got to see Dill Prickles, and that's an example of what outdoor schools do. Uh, to you know, to be ten or fifteen feet away from a porcupine and and literally stare at eye to eye and and feel that connection is can really uh, have an impact on people's lives. Can be life a life changing experience for some for some people. Uh, many of our students come from uh, urban settings, Minneapolis, northern suburbs, where. You know, we we've all seen porcupine. Maybe we don't get a, an up close look like this. And we all see deer, and we a lot of times we curse them, like please don't drive in front of the car. But for a lot of these kids that come to Long Lake and Deep Portage and Wolf Ridge and Osprey Wild and and Eagle Bluff, seeing a deer, seeing squirrels and chipmunks, seeing uh, the, all the woodpeckers and and ordinary everyday birds that are in this area that are at our feeders is a big deal. That they they get really excited about that and uh it, it's it's a it's it's a cool thing uh i you know i i pinch myself every day i get to do this for a living i take kids for a walk for in the woods for a living and uh you know how lucky to how lucky can a guy be Dave McMillan, he's from the Long Lake Conservation Center in Palisade. We hear their campers on our phenology reports. That's really all I know about these outdoor camps. Can you tell us a little bit more, like how it operates right now? Who's coming to your camp? How is that paid for? And and what you're hoping the state of Minnesota might invest in? Yeah, well, uh, these camps are typically three-day, two-night, overnight camps. They are... Uh, kids will arrive uh, typically on a Monday morning. Will arrive, get unpacked. There's there's dormitory style lodging. They they uh, get moved in, go to lunch, and then from that point on, uh, from seven in the morning until nine, sometimes ten o'clock at night, they are immersed in nature. They are uh, walking in woods. Uh, they are exploring the bog uh, ecosystems. Uh, they are uh, stargazing, uh, digging digging into the bottom of the lake and doing lake bottom organisms. There's, it's science-based, it's, it's uh, STEM-focused, and it's standards-based. So uh, we are fully accredited uh, institutions, so we are schools. Uh, and kids come in, and from sunup past sundown, they are learning about nature in a hands-on way. Uh, anybody can go online and see a wonderful natural National Geographic documentary about bogs. It's a totally different thing to walk on one and to uh, reach down and grab a grab a handful of sphagnum moss and drain the water and drink the water and, and chew on uh, Labrador leaves. So it's that hands-on immersive experience from sunup to sundown. It's a mix of outdoor recreation, canoeing, archery, in the winter, cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, and and it's a lot of 
a lot of science. We have birding classes. We have uh, in-depth looks into into trees, Minnesota trees. We uh, and and we kind of, to a certain degree, let nature dictate what our what classes were were teaching. If the woodcocks are dancing, you'll guaranteed we will be chasing them and letting kids see that. If the maple sap is flowing, we'll be tapping the trees and teaching kids about about the sugar bush and the science behind that. So that's that's what uh, that's what we do. Uh, we get students from uh, three to three and a half mile, three and a half hour radius away. Uh, we're going to have just shy of forty schools in this year, about thirty five hundred students uh, from all over the state that that come here. We're uh, very proud that all of our local schools um, take advantage of the Long Lake experience uh, to come for these overnight immersive. Trips. We also do day trips for schools that just want to come in. Uh, it's typically fourth through eighth grade students, but we do programming for the littles and all the way up through college level is as well. It, um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's what happens. It, it is uh, it's great. And Long Lake is the first uh, became the first outdoor school in the state and one of the first in the country, if not the first in 1963, this year is our 60th anniversary. And, uh, at some point this year, we'll have, uh, taught 250,000 students. So hmm. that is, uh, an amazing legacy. Um, uh, and we want to continue it. What out and what this outdoor school for all legislation does is it fully funds, it would fully fund, uh, the opportunity for any school to come to Long Lake or, or another accredited overnight outdoor school uh, at no, it'd be at no cost. It, it essentially removes financing as an obstacle for schools and students to come. And, uh, you know, uh, right now we're less than, you know, less than 30% of the students in the state have an opportunity to do this. And we would love to see that, you know, increase dramatically, you know, and, and indications are that it would based on the models that we've seen of the examples in Oregon and Washington, where they've implemented the similar type of legislation years ago, it has jumped from that 25% up to nearly 80% of the students getting, uh, taking advantage and getting these life-changing experiences. As far as specifics in terms of legislation on this, so it's the hope is to get into the supplemental budget? Yes, we introduced the uh, the bill uh, in the Senate and the House, got the jackets in, and so that's officially legislation, and we get to tell the story of why it's important and get the word out uh, over the next uh, year, and it will be up for vote in um, in May of, of 2024. So this is, you know, really any topic that affects the legislature, uh, a reminder that your elected officials, you know, they are there on your behalf and they want to hear from you. If this is something that you want them to support, you can contact your elected official, let them know that that helps them make their decisions as well. Um, it is called the Outdoor School for All Minnesota. Um, Dave, I'm wondering... You know, with all the students you've had, do you have any, like, a, a little story of maybe a kid who came in and, and like, in those few days, change, you saw a change in them? 
I have so many stories uh, about it. There's one that I, I tell a lot. Uh, well, first of all, uh, you know, everybody that comes in gets a wood cookie, cross section of a, of a piece of uh, ironwood that they use as their name tag. They write their name on it. We call it. So anybody that comes to Long Lake, we say they're part of the wood cookie club. And uh, we have a naturalist uh, named Marla, who is just a superstar uh, teacher. And uh, she showed up for her job interview wearing the wood cookie that she got when she was in fifth grade at Delano. So that was, uh, she didn't even have to say a word and she was hired. But uh, <laughs> so there, there are so many, so many stories. The one that I, that I like to tell is uh, Diana Magner, who is one of our naturalists as well. She's a, a retired uh, a retired elementary school teacher from from Hill City and has done amazing work as a teacher and and uh, with phonology. She's now out at Long Lake and we we have a class called uh, Survival Shelters, where we teach kids some of the basics of survival. The kids think it's fort building, but it's really uh, you know it's it's a kind of sneaky way to teach them some engineering and get them outside playing in the woods. And uh, so there was there was a school from uh, the northern suburbs who came up and uh, and they were in there building their survival shelters. And this one young boy came running out of his shelter, you know, and Diana thought he was in a panic and ran up to Diana and said, this is so much better than Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, which is one part of the story. The other part of the story that I don't share often is that that student's uh, mother was a chaperone at, uh, uh, you know, during that trip. And when the, when her son came up and yelled that Diana looked over and the mother was in tears because they live in a neighborhood. Uh, they live in a part of the, in the part of the state where it, it she doesn't feel like it's safe for her for her son to go outside and play at night. So this was, you know, a real, mo an emotional moment for both the kid and, and for the, the child. And we have those, we have those moments every day. We, we have a collection of them that, uh, that, that we have. That one kind of stands out to me because boy, oh boy, uh, so many kids like, what are you doing today? I'm going to play video games. What? You know, they're go and look for Orioles are back. Rose, rose breasted gross beaks are back. Uh, you know, go and explore, you know, I know I'm going to play video games and we're trying to get, we're trying to, I, we think this bill along, along with lots of efforts that are happening in, in other avenues and that are, is a great way to get kids outside and away from those video games. Not that we're anti video games, play your video games, but <laughs> for goodness sake, get outside too. It, uh, nature has uh, so many lessons to teach, as you know. Outdoor School for All Minnesota. That's Dave McMillan from the Long Lake Conservation Center in Palisade. They are one of, there's five accredited outdoor school programs in the state? There are five, yes. Os Osprey Wild in Sandstone, Deep Portage, which is in the KXA listening radio up in Hackensack. Uh, Wolf Ridge in Finland. And uh, which one am I? Oh, uh, Eagle Bluff in Lanesboro are the, and then Long Lake, that's the five. That sounds great. And Dave, before we go, you guys have a big concert coming up, right? This isn't a secret. No, it's not a secret. Okay. No, we have, <laughs> no, shh, don't tell anybody, Heidi. No, we've got Nature Rocks, the second annual Nature Rocks concert is a, is a, uh, our largest uh, 
a fundraising event. It is to raise uh, uh, money for scholarships for kids to go to summer camp and to help schools and kids to attend this outdoor school. It's July 22nd. There's six bands, uh, seven, eight hours of music, and the, uh, it's headlined by the Cactus Blossoms, who we hear on uh, on KXE all the time, uh, Minnesota music uh, icon, G.B. Layton, a great uh, funk uh, groove band out of uh, Duluth called uh, New Salty Dog, uh, King's Ransom, Aurora Bear, Bruce Archer, full day of music, July 22nd. Um, and you can find out information about that, and you can also... Uh, find out more about Outdoor School for All if you go to longlakecc.org and and poke around. You can you can get a pretty good sense of what happens at Long Lake and why it's important by by uh, going and and to longlakecc.org and seeing it. And, uh, we're very proud of what what we do there. And like I say, every day I pinch myself. I I get <laughs> to go to work and and. Uh, and Take kids for walks in the woods, you know, that uh, that's not a bad life. No, not at all. Uh, thanks for your time, and let's keep in touch. Thank you, Heidi. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Between You and Me podcast on KAXE made possible by the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund and the citizens of Minnesota, with music by Sam Milton. Mm -hmm.